We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Chineo Gwumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. NBA Most Valuable Player, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis trailing the lob. Giannis Antetokounmpo. One second. Middleton. Yes! Chris Middleton. Nice jumper. Got it! Giannis Antetokounmpo. Hello and welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I am Ty Windish. I am joined, as always, by the stupefying Rohan Kadi, and we are here to talk about some interesting Bucks trade rumors. We finally got something actual to go on besides just somebody being available. Uh, we pushed back recording this two days, one for this little-known thing called the U.S. presidential election, which, funny enough, still isn't over. Two for we thought we were gonna get some more league news today. We really didn't, but that's okay. We got some buck stuff, which honestly is even better. Rohan, how's it going? How you holding up? I'm holding up as well as anyone can right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to be honest, and I think I think a lot of you listeners are in the same boat. So we 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 feel you. We do, in fact, feel you. Uh, very very much so, but. Listen, I think everyone's gotten enough of eye twitching at ABC Live or whatever and watching the same maps. Alaska's still at 56% somehow. Shouts to Alaska. Get it together, Alaska. But let's talk bucks. You know, let's let's take our minds off this for a minute. Um, actually, probably more like 50 to 80 minutes, depending on how classically Eurostep we get with this. We got some bucks news from close, close 
one-way friend of the program, meaning we're we're very it close friends of his. It could be two-way. It could be two-way. I mean, he sh- doesn't follow either of us on Twitter. I was going to say, shoot us the follow, Zach Lowe, and, and I'll just say close friends until then. We plug him more than he plugs himself. Yeah, 100,000%. I, I plug Zach Lowe every day. Pause. Um, but Zach Lowe <laughs> dropped some news. You've got it up over there, Rohan. Please, please share with our listeners. Let's move on immediately. Uh, what Zach Lowe said about the Bucks. Okay, calm down. Um, so... <laughs> We like we we got Zach Lowe. He dropped a massive like uh, off season primer sort of thing, uh, which he does. And the first thing, just the first bulleted subsection, is the Giannis Domino. So right off the bat, what people really want to know, like across the entire league and within the Bucks, is whether Giannis is going to sign the supermax that's going to be offered to him the first second that free agency opens, which is probably going to be in like two weeks. According yes. to Zach. Yeah. According to Zach, the many within the Bucks remain confident that Giannis will sign a five year Supermax extension valued at between two hundred and twenty million and two hundred and fifty million dollars, depending on the cap, before the start of the regular season. Uh you obviously have to sign the extension before the season considering it's a designated veteran player extension, so that can't be done during the season and as is outlined later. Oh, what do you know? So we get that sort of news that the Bucks remain confident that they will be able to re-sign Giannis, like that Giannis will sign the extension. I don't know how much that really says. Yeah, I, just, I mean, this is this is just a continuation of what we've heard, right? Um, I, I think pretty much since literally, I think, the day the season ended. Um, I mean, more so it was Giannis at that point when he was obviously still talking to press. And not that I expect Giannis to be holding a freaking press conference every week. Uh, there's not a lot to say right now, but um, he said, you know, he doesn't plan on leaving. He wants to ironically go through the wall ever since then. Every time we've gotten anything from like the big plugged in reporters, whether it be Woj Shams, I think even Mark Stein was in there. I think um, um, I forget someone's name right now, but I, every time we get a big bucks report, we've heard this, right? And, and it's Haynes. been out there. The bucks are confident. Chris Haynes, did you say? Yeah. Yeah, that's who I was thinking of. Thank you. I was thinking, like, who gets all the good Dame stories? <laughs> and then it came to mind. Shouts to Chris Haynes. But, yeah, it's good. I mean, it's fine. Um, if anyone, it's not bad. If, if anyone knows, like, what Giannis is thinking more than anyone, it's probably the Bucks. Yeah, probably. It's just like, you know, listen, I don't think you usually get, like, I don't think OKC was – publicly scared to death going into the summer of 2016. You know, but they obviously valued that. Like they viewed that, excuse me, as a possibility as like yeah. a genuine concern. It was just more of a, after like they, they were just willing to let it free agency happen, try to convince him uh, because he didn't sign an extension. Right. Yeah, you know, fair. Um, it's just, it's good. It's certainly not bad. It's just, I, I, one thing I'm a little worried about, and I've seen some, like, I've seen threads on Bucks Twitter, and, and I don't mean to, like, you know, call anybody out. For, it's fine. It's not, don't, you don't have to stop doing this, but, like, these long threads of all the times Giannis said he's not leaving, which is great. You know, he should say that. It's awesome. It's very much appreciated. Almost all the guys who left that you could find long threads of them saying they're not leaving. I, I don't mean to be I a mean, Debbie Downer. Yeah, I do no, think he's fair. going to sign. I just like, 
I just think you put yourself in a bad spot if you look at it as 100,000% bulletproof, considering, like, the failures of the last two postseasons. If it wasn't for that, like, even if they just went to the finals and lost a good series to the Lakers, I'd probably be more optimistic. And again, I still think he's going to sign. At the very least, I think he's going to play out the year and then decide. I don't think he's forcing his way out. Nobody's ever reported that. My money is on a one-on-one. See, my money is on the or full thing. Two, two plus one. My money is on the full thing, and then like there's a tacit agreement that he can get out after a year or two if he wants to get out after a year or two. Just and and Zach Lowe mentioned this right, like in these times when who really knows what's going on with the league going forward, with the country or world going forward. There's worse things you can do than locking in. What amount was it? Uh, minimum around $220 million. <laughs> There's worse things you can do than signing a piece of paper that guarantees you 220 to $250 million. So, you know, it's... it's God, uh, you know, when you say that out loud, that's wild. It's it's honestly incredible that that's players like... a quarter like, billion dollars. Like LeBron or KD. And, and, less, and the, people will point to the KD thing, absolutely. Like if Giannis, you know, knock on every piece of wood that you own is injured and misses a year or something, he'll still get, you know, a four-year max from somebody. That's just how it works on that level. But you, you just never know uh, with the league and, and with a player. You plus, never know. Plus, like Zach mentions, there's, like, a four-year deal uh, if he enters free agency is 140 to $160 million. Which is, like, good, but it's crazy how different the number is. It's, like it's the, $100 million. The Supermax is a huge, huge incentive, even which if it doesn't is, work. Which was but, what it was designed to be. Yeah, it's mostly failed, but yeah, it, it well, was. Well, yeah, it's, it's 100% failed, but that's <laughs> what it was designed to be. <laughs> but I just want to quickly, like, imagine the stones on anyone who ever turns that down, right? And I get, like, it totally makes sense, like, for LeBron to do his constant one-and-ones and, and all this stuff. And, and he never he never would have had the Supermax because he, he left, he went, you know, to different places that didn't exist for his second contract. But, like, KD... Had I think I think he had the literal supermax in front of him in, in sixteen. I think it was around then. Was it? And he said no. Maybe it was right after. But it's it's always been a bigger deal. It's always been a bigger deal. Like you're always turning down five years and more money if you leave and and go somewhere um, that not not on the team you're resigning with. So it's just wild. It's the, just the wild. The new CBA came in 2016. So so then yeah. So I think it's. It started in 2017, though. So, oh, okay. So never mind. So, so he, it wasn't a Supermax. So no but he, one, yeah, so no one has turned down the Supermax yet. To my knowledge. Oh, is that really? I, I suppose. Yeah, it must be. Because who else would have left? Nobody, right? Like, Steph, I think, signed it. The only thing that's happened with the Supermax is teams trade players to get out of yeah. it. The Jimmy Butler, DeMarcus Cousins. Yeah, so that yeah. is, uh, I think I can go out on the limb here and say that's not the case uh, in Milwaukee. <laughs> no, it's not going to be the case at all. And I will say, it's a real bummer they didn't put more language in there to allow it, just like for these trades, because the thing was designed to stop players from leaving. I mean, that's the whole point is putting that. And I don't really think the dollar amount is going to be the biggest factor for Giannis in signing it, but, I mean, let's not be dumb. Like, it's a hundred million dollars. A hundred million dollar different. I mean, it's two hundred and twenty plus million. I, and yes, it's a hundred million dollar difference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like you said, he's getting a max regardless. Yeah, for sure, hundred um, percent. But 
it's a bummer that like through no faults of their own, a player can qualify and then be disqualified because of a, a cheap team like the Chicago Bulls. But I digress. Yeah. So basically, uh, it looks like it, it. I think it's. Uh, see, now you've convinced me. I think Giannis is probably going to sign a supermax. I was I think originally so thinking it was going to be like a one and one, two and one sort of thing. I think the most likely, and I'll say, I don't think it's like 80%. It's more of like a plurality where like the number one option might be like 30 to 40%. And then the number two is 10% less, etc. cetera. Um, I think number one option still is he signs it's it. It's headed for a runoff. <laughs> no, this is, this is ranked choice voting. Oh, okay. Gotcha. We're getting so, so political. We should We're stick Maine, to sports. We should stick to sports. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, but I think number one is the full supermax. Again, not like not overwhelming odds, but I think I think that's the most likely from where I'm at now. Number two, I would probably say is like a two plus one or a one plus one. I guess number three would be. See, I think the last two are both very unlikely, but I'll say number three is no extension and he plays out the year. I just really don't see Giannis wanting to do that, but it's. It's, it's possible. Number four, which is like half a percent, is, you know what? I actually want to go to Dallas right now, so make that happen. Or wherever it is. You know, well, Miami, yeah, see, the, whatever. I, I don't think that's even a possibility. Like, that's not even on the table. Yeah. Because the Bucks aren't going to trade him. I mean, if he demands it, they, I They're think they They're still not going to. I, uh, I, I think they honor his wishes. I don't think you hold him against his will. Okay, fair. That's fair. When you put it like that. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't, I don't mean to make it sound like, you know, it's an ultimate plight to have to play pro basketball in a year, but I think it's exceedingly rare. I guess the Pelicans tried it with AD, and and you can see how that turns out. But I don't know. Uh, I guess it kind of depends what they do, and this will segue nicely to the next part of the pod. Like if they, if they have like an overwhelmingly better team. Then maybe I'm I'm more likely to to see the vision at least of trying to like power through Giannis not wanting to be here, but like if there's no good Bledsoe trade or if they don't pull the trigger on any of them and they have like mostly the same core but a year older, the same coach, the East is better. At that point, it's looking a little and 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 a Giannis who's not all the way invested. Even if he says he is, if he wants out, you're never going to be all the way invested. That to me kind of feels like a mess. I don't think we're we shouldn't even devote this much time to this. I don't think we're, I don't think it's happening. Um, but I I don't think I don't think you try to ride it out for one year. If he signs without that tacit agreement and then wants out after a year, then maybe you have some tougher conversations. Like, listen, Giannis, we got five years. Like, no. But on the one year, the expiring, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's messy. It gets messy. It is. Like, but yeah, like you said, like I said, it's just I don't think it's gonna be. No, that's it's number four. Mm. So, no. yeah, but I think I think basically we're at the same place with regards to Giannis that we've been at, right? Like I don't yeah, think we had learned anything. Exactly new. zero new information. Well, I think one maybe new piece. Maybe you can consider this Giannis info. The second very interesting part of the Zach Lowe article. Yes, that's what we so, call a segue. Yes, so. The second very interesting part is that the Bucks are apparently going to be active, very active, uh, whenever the offseason starts in like two weeks-ish, right? Yeah, sure. Whenever things happen. I so, actually heard there could be 
This is a rumor. I heard that the transactions could be unfrozen as soon as they agree to a deal. I don't think we'd really see much until the draft, but I guess technically it's possible. I guess. And these let's let's not kid ourselves like these GMs are always talking anyway. So For sure, for sure. But I, I think the draft will be a big catalyst, but we will see. Yeah. So the Bucks are going to be active and someone who they love, apparently, is our good friend Bogdan Bogdanovich. Uh, who is a restricted free agent with the Kings. Uh, if you've listened to previous episodes of our podcast, you know we've talked about this potential a lot. But one new piece of information that's been uh, added in here is that the Bucks have kicked around scenarios in which they also absorb Harrison Barnes. Good old Harry B. Could be coming to Milwaukee. What do you think, Ty? I'm actually a Harrison Barnes proponent, but before we get into the whole concept of, of the trade. And, and we both brought trades, so we'll get into some actual trades. And no, this isn't the ad read break, if that's what you thought I was going. The reason I said we got almost no new Giannis info, I would classify this as new Giannis info, that they love Bogdan Bogdanovich. They love Bogey. Is, is he Bogey or is Bojan Bogey? Are they both Bogey? I think Bogdan is Bogey. Oh, good, because I want to call the podcast Bogey Nights. <laughs> so that's good. Okay. Good, good, good. I was worried I was going to have to change it. Okay. But but we we there's the infamous Instagram live that I think we've brought up on like four straight pods now. <laughs> we might have to actually like do a live show where we just watch it. Like it's the freaking <laughs> Zapruder film. Like oh we, we scan through care. Like pause, pause. What's that shadow? Um, but Did there... his eyes wrinkle? Was he genuinely <laughs> laughing? <laughs> <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know, um, if you somehow haven't listened to all our pods, go do that. Subscribe, rate, review, uh, get in the Discord. Listen to by... every single episode before you continue watching this one. Yeah, Listening pause right one. now. Start with start with number one and, and go from there. Start at least from October 2019? Yeah. Wow, time does not make sense anymore. It's been anymore. over a year. It has been. It has been yeah. over. Congrats to us. Oh, yeah. Congrats Happy anniversary. Them. Thank you. You too. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but if you haven't listened before, go listen to every pod. And then if you missed it somehow... There was an Instagram live, and we all know Giannis is a little separated, I think, from kind of like the typical like NBA friend groups and workouts with guys from other teams every summer and yada yada. I mean, obviously he was very enamored with, with the late, great Kobe Bryant and looked up to him and learned a lot from him. But in terms of active players in the league now, not a ton. But he and Tanasis had an Instagram live with Bogdan Bogdanovich and... I think girlfriend slash fiance slash wife. Sorry, Bogdan. I'm not up to date on your dating life or lack thereof, I guess. But that's like one of the very few uh, like pseudo tampering things with Giannis we've actually gotten a hold of. There's not much there, but that's one of them. For him to be the guy, the first guy that the Bucks quote unquote love, according to reports, right? Like they've eyed Victor. I, I spoiled it, but that's the third thing. They eyed Victor Oladipo and there's like CP3 to them makes sense. or they've explored it, but now they're off of that. I guess I don't think we've ever heard anything as strong as loved Bogdan Bogdanovich. And it's interesting because they won't have cap space to sign him straight up. It's going to have to be a trade. So it's just, I don't know. I think it's very interesting. I think it shows, and this is my good news probably for, for Giannis staying around. It seems like the Bucks and Giannis are very much in concert, and the Bucks are totally cool with Giannis maybe getting a little bit more of his opinions incorporated into what they're doing. Like, could it, is it possible that the Bucks front office happens to also love Bogey? Sure, it's totally possible. You, you never know. Maybe it, it was a complete coincidence. 
I think there's a little more to it. And again, we've been over this a bunch. Neither of us has a problem with Giannis, you know, throwing his weight around a little bit more. I mean, as dirty as it might be, that's kind of the way you get players a lot of times, especially if you're a team without a ton of resources. Yeah, no, for sure. I didn't even think about it this in this way in terms of this is big Giannis news. But this is like, is this two pods in a row where we're talking about maybe Giannis decisions? I think so, yeah. And I think it's we like... Had, uh, Oppenheimer... Oh, and yeah? Now, yeah, and by the way, uh, Josh Longstaff is gone. I guess that's another thing. Oh, I totally forgot. We didn't we didn't cover that in the last pod, did we? Um, I, no, I think it came out in between. Yeah, I think it did. So I guess just to quickly recap, one move probably led to another, but we're probably not going to know which way it went for a while, maybe ever. I mean, it's not – it doesn't really matter is the truth. Um I don't know. I'm not. I'm not gonna hazard a guess. I honestly haven't even really tried to look into it, just because I feel like. I think it's more of a they brought Oppenheimer and there were too many cooks in the kitchen, and then uh, Longstaff got an opportunity for a promotion. It totally could be, but it also could be like Longstaff was interviewing with another team that had a better bench spot, so the Bucks were like, "Well, who should we get?" And then Giannis was like, "I would like Josh Oppenheimer," and and so it happened. Or they're like, "Oh, hey, Giannis, who should we get?" Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, um, but yeah. I, that's good. To, good to cover that now. Um, very quickly. I, I don't. I don't think anyone needs a deep dive on on that. But um, we considering we don't know what these assistant coaches really do. Not in depth. I mean, it seems like Oppenheimer is going to be uh, a skill position, a skill coach. Yeah, player development, um, which is cool. But uh, but it is interesting. And again, I think a positive that we're seeing this Giannis influence seeping in. I mean, like this is, you know. It's good. It's good news all around because it means that Giannis is like trying to build an organization here. Yes. In Milwaukee, and uh, the Bucks are letting him. Number two. Yes. And it just seems like everyone's okay with that, and that's how they want to move forward. Yeah, it's good on so the it's, Giannis. It's positive news. It's very positive on the Giannis in Milwaukee front, and it's also positive in like, this is kind of how the league works now. I mean, it's. I, I think fears of the clutchification of the league are a little overblown. I think LeBron is an exception in regards pretty much every way, right? Like, I don't think we're going to see another player LeBron operate. LeBron is a LeBron, and that's it. Exactly. Like, we're not going to – I don't think we're going to see anyone operate like LeBron for a long time. But you do see, like, these NBA friendships and relationships, you know, whether it's KD and Kyrie. LeBron bringing Anthony Davis to LA and they, they, they won the title this year. Like the stuff is really important. There's Bogdan... been rumors for years about, uh, what is it? Booker towns and what D'Angelo uh, Russell, D'Angelo Russell and two of them are playing together right now. I mean, yeah. and then the, the news that comes out, uh, whether you trust Ryan Rosillo, I don't, but yeah, no, you, with... that Booker wants out. Yeah. I hope not. They're, they're a good young fun team. I guess come to Milwaukee. If Ain't you want no to do book. <laughs> Yeah, Phoenix, that feels like five years ago. It does, and that's why. That's why. I mean, just to quickly um, step aside, I, I don't believe that one just because, like, they they had something special in that bubble, and maybe things have changed since then. Who knows? But that doesn't feel to me like a run led by a franchise cornerstone who's eyeing greener pastures. And who knows? Maybe totally locked in then, and things have changed. You never know what's going on, but. I would like to believe that that run, that special run, bought the Suns another year or at least another half season, at least to another trade deadline or something. Fair. I'm re- I'm rooting for them. I am too. I I, I like the Suns. I, just we kind of have to because. 
the whole Kareem thing. I mean, they would they would have certainly probably got they would have certainly had a championship in their history by now if they had not lost that coin flip that got us Kareem. Uh, Um, Good times. I remember that. (laughs) Shouts to the league back then because I think the Suns were like. 20 games worse, but it was just the worst in each conference flips a coin. The Bucks were like the four, third or fourth worst team in the league, I think, that year. And they got the first pick. Shouts to uh, a terrible system. But speaking of non-terrible systems, even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. And guess what? Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is not terrible. It's great. And it's the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike these other sites, Indeed gets you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there are zero long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for more than 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. I might list a job on Indeed to have someone do these ad reads for me. You never know, but if I did do that, I would have a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. And I know this is their best offer available anywhere, anywhere, excuse me. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions do apply. Offer valid through December 31st. So get on it, people. That's less than two months away. The wait is over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So yeah, and that's probably enough Devin Booker talk for this episode. Um, <laughs> so should we talk about our should we talk about our trades? Yeah, let's talk about our trades. Now that we got now that we know GM Giannis is at work over here, let's let's Ooh, help him out and cook up I some bogey like the trades. G A G M. Ooh, I like that. Look at you, G A G M, marketing Rohan. I tried to I tried to pronounce that as one word and i was like nah judge him <laughs> sounds like a hockey player he's gonna have 30 goals next year <laughs> or goggum goggum that sounds like a like a, a southern schools rally cry goggum <laughs> okay well th- that happened yeah. so oh, can, can i open yeah of course be my i guess. have a i have a basic one okay so i have another one but i so my other one is kind of it's it it borrows from my CP3 trade, so I'll get into that later. But I wanted to do an a wholly original trade. I, trade machine Picasso can't paint the same painting twice. So pretty simple. Uh, just two teams kept it bare bones here. Bucks get Harrison Barnes, twenty two point two million. I do want to note, and I know we're going to talk Harrison Barnes in general after our trades. The contract is decreasing, so it's worth less as it goes. Similar, I believe, to Eric Bledsoe's contract. And Bogdan Bogdanovich 
And this is if he was signed and trade to $17 million a year. Quick discussion. Okay. Is that a reasonable number, do you think? I had him uh, at like 16. So okay. around 16, 17, I think is fair. I was worried I went a little too low. May I have no idea, truly. That's the thing. We have no actual idea what this market is going to be. If it I, gets feel h- like, I feel like around 16, 17 is fair. You know? I don't think you're... I don't think you have to worry about his open market, right? Because, like, he's understands he's going to a contender, and I feel like there's kind of it's implied, right? Like, could you get more if you went and talked to I don't know the Knicks? Sure, but then you're playing on the Knicks. So if you want to come play for the Bucks, maybe make it work out. And especially given trade rules, it has to be 17 million or, or smaller for this particular trade. And I think it's gonna break your heart. So I'm sorry, but. Uh, so oh, Harrison no. Barnes, Harrison Barnes, three years of Bogdan Bogdanovich at 17 per, at least 17 in the first year. Four, Ersan Ilyasova, DJ Wilson, Eric Bledsoe, and Dante DiVincenzo. <sighs> I threw in Dante here. I just, I feel like we talked to our friends, uh, Jacob and Taylor from the Uncontested. They wanted to pick more. Maybe we'll have to talk to a Kings person in the coming weeks. We'll see. Something tells me the Kings would rather have an actual player with upside just because, you know, De'Aaron Fox is going to have to resign soon. They're going to have to make a Marvin Bagley decision soon. They already are missing out on Harry Giles, who's probably leaving. Like, I don't think they have the time. Did they not pick up his option? Yeah, they did not. So I think he's out of there. I I think he's going to leave. I just... I'm terrible move by them. I'm happy for them for actually getting a front office. But that's yeah, besides the point. Me too. <laughs> but I, I just I, – I don't know if that 24th pick is that appealing to Phoenix. Like, uh, Excuse me, to Sacramento. Like I just – I don't know if that moves the needle for them. I think they have – oh, do they not have a first – oh, they have 12 in this draft. So it's like do you really want 12 and 24 plus the young guys I already mentioned? I don't know. Maybe if they take the first-round pick, then fine. Like you can throw in Robin Lopez or something um, if he opts in. But – I think the Dante setup makes more sense for the Kings, given that they're high on him. Okay, that's fair. I think, I'd yeah, I'd rather give the pick. For sure. I I think Sacramento might actually value a pick for what I just said about a new front office, in the sense that they want to be able to build their own team. That's a good point. I, that's a very. And I didn't think of that. If they're low on the guys they have, you certainly could be right. Plus, if they do need to, you know, start paying guys, you can trade picks. It's easier to trade picks than players. That's true. That's true. I, Yeah, I guess it depends. But um, It depends on what they value because we have no idea what they value yet. No idea. I mean, yeah, we've never, they've never done a thing. They, they just got in there. So um, I just want to make it clear. Certainly, I agree with you. I would rather trade the pick too. And this I is just you, one I that made more work. sense to me. Yeah. Okay, so no, but I, I like that trade. I feel like, I feel like Milwaukee is given, it's given a lot. There. I mean, are they Urson and DJ are ne- nothing? I have no it's idea just, what Bledsoe's value is. It feels like the Bucks and especially Bucks folks like on Twitter think it's really really high for what it is. I think it's moderately high. I don't think this is a great I think fit it's, for Bledsoe. I think it's average. Yeah, which is what he is. I mean, he's a he's a floor raiser, like we said. He's a floor raiser, yes, exactly. 
But it's all another consideration. Like, are the Kings trying to run for the eighth seed, or are the Kings trying to tank? If they're trying to tank, my trade is banking on them running for the eighth seed. Mine basically is too, right? Like, you don't trade for Eric Bledsoe if you want to tank. It doesn't really make sense. <laughs> um, but whatever Bledsoe is and Dante, essentially, we can just ignore Ursan and D- I mean, they're basically negative ass. So they're salaries. Um, I mean, they'll play, but they're they're not good. Actually, it would be hilarious if the Kings of all places is where DJ finally puts it together. But you know what? Good for him. It would, sure, I'd clap for him. But you know, whatever Bledsoe is worth, you can you can discuss whatever. I, I, middling a good starter. I don't. I wouldn't say a great starter. I'd say a good starter. And Dante, who it's like we look at very highly. I don't know league wide. I don't think Dante is looked at as like a prized young player. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think that's the, that's the issue of trying to put together it's, trades yo, with your it's, team. Yeah. It's cause we're wearing Bucks colored glasses. Yeah. I mean, Barnes is fine. A fine player. Uh, Bogey, I think is good and has, has real potential as a ball handler, but uh, I think we'll discuss the players more in depth after this, but, um, but yeah, that's my first trade. What do, what do you got? So I have, uh, like I mentioned earlier, I have Bogdan signed to a 16, I think it's 16, two, or something million dollar deal with like annual increases for three uh, years yeah three years okay three years. uh and you're getting harrison barnes yep and the bucks are sending back eric bledsoe and brooke lopez Ooh, okay i you know what i'm glad we kind of went in polar opposite directions and i really like that so explain so one it's easy to make the money work that way all you have to do is like rescind sterling brown's qualifying offer to make that work even though it's like a difference of like $10 million in salary, it still works. So the Bucks are taking on money there. That's proof that, hey, we're, we're willing to pay. Okay, here's a chance to prove it. So I think if you do it this way, you don't have to give up like a valuable pick. You can give some, I didn't mention this, but you can give like a second round pick, two second round picks or something. The Indiana seconds maybe. Yeah, yeah, you can do that. Because uh, you need to give something uh, in terms of draft capital for that. So... You get, or do you? I, it depends on how they view Harrison Barnes. Uh, probably again, it's new people. the The old Kings really were low on Harrison Barnes, from what I've read. Sure, um, they 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 acquired him. I literally the funniest thing. Do you remember what happened with that? Uh, refresh my memory. Like two months before they played any games, like two months after they signed him to this deal, we get these stories of like. The Kings are really unsure about this Harrison Barnes contract. Like, it's, it was this offseason. What do you mean? You're, you just did, did they, that. Did they sign him or did they trade for him? I thought they signed him, right? Or am I mistaken? Did they, did they acquire him from did Dallas? Did he sign a new contract after he signed with Dallas? I'm almost positive they signed him. Has it really been no, that I think they, long? I think, no, they, they traded for him and then signed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what happened. Um, so they traded for him. He played out a year. Then he signed a four-year deal he just played the first year of. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yeah, you're right. So they they got him. They traded for him. Then they signed him. And then, like, before games even started, they were like, ah, this deal stinks. How do we get saddled with this? And it's like, what the fuck? Oh, <laughs> you just did it. Yeah, like, you, uh, you did it. You saw Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, good old Vlade. Uh, I'm going to miss him. The is Kings fans are not. Role? It probably. Probably. He's, I think Paya still is, too. Yeah, Vivek loves those guys. <laughs> King's legend, baby. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, 
the the configuration about whether you get second round picks like one or two or whether you get any that depends on how the Kings view Harrison Barnes and that's going to be you know a big part of the negotiations so you give Eric Bledsoe because you're giving Eric Bledsoe I feel like I don't need to explain that the no. Kings could look at Brooke Lopez as someone who anchors their defense I mean he we were clamoring for him to win defensive player of the year like we're not trying to there's no need to sell that because he is a defensive monster. Yeah. Uh, he also provides spacing so De'Aaron Fox can get to the rim. It's just, I don't know. I think it's a good fit if they want to chase the eight seed. Yeah, I do too. Um, it's just the problem is the Bucks are trading away Brook Lopez. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is uh, that is a little bit of an issue. I think that would hurt. Um, I it would hurt me emotionally. A no, lot. same, big same. Um, I've noticed, though, interestingly enough, that um, shouts to former host of the pod, Kane Pittman. I think I saw it today. He shared a, a, a trade from Lockdown Bucks that it was something. I don't figure what the trade was, but it was Brooke Lopez going, and he was talking about it too. And it kind of it was a good sanity check for me because I feel like I was like, am I kind of crazy for thinking Brooke Lopez could actually be available? But from what I've heard. Um, Everyone basically his except Giannis and maybe probably Chris. Um, I don't think Chris is going anywhere, but I don't think it's crazy to put him as available in a deal like this. And I think we've talked about, especially I've talked about wanting to see more Giannis at the five. That's an obvious pathway to get there. Um, I don't hate the trade at all. I mean, if you can hold on to your first round pick this year and Dante, and Dante, yeah, to either just cute. keep Dante or and use the pick for something else. I think that's a really interesting move that the Bucks should definitely. I think I like yours better than mine. It's just it it provides like the Bucks get what they want, right? They get Bogdanovich, they get Harrison Barnes, who we both can agree it's a good player. Yeah, no, and yeah, I think it's good. You're not you're giving up probably in terms of your own team a negative asset in Eric Bledsoe, and you're parting ways with the probably a good asset in Brook Lopez, but you're gaining good assets back. So that's kind of how trades work yeah i do i do kind of wonder if um if there's any chance if there's a trade it somehow involves both of them as a as a package deal what do you mean like if i don't know like well this this trade right like they're both going out like i i don't know i don't it's when i was putting this together i was really like like you said you had a sanity check i sort of did too because i was like what what is this team with without Brook Lopez? Because you have to find you have to find a center. You're not starting Giannis at the five. No, um, maybe Robin. Honestly, is the answer there. Yeah, that's. I mean, he has a player option, right? Yeah, he does. That depends on him, and I guess there's a lot of centers as free agents. I'm going to do a quick search. There's a ton. Uh, yeah, I I did my free agency database back when I did the Patreon, and there's like. Like, the Tier 3 guys, there's, like, so many. Like, Sergi Baca is only, like, the fifth best center available. Like, there's a ton of centers out there. And actually, I'm hearing that Toronto is a little worried they might lose both guys, which I thought was very interesting. okay. They've got their sights set on even more centers. So that's how many centers are moving around. This this uh, There's a lot of available centers. Could John Henson. Get, could bring him back. I've, Do it. I, honestly, I want him back. The first game, I went to the, I don't know if I've told the story of the pod. I went to the home opener for the Pfizer Forum. Okay. Like the first game that they played there. Uh, regular season. And that game, John Henson was nailing threes. 
And I was like, this is it. This is amazing. This, <laughs> this, is, is, this is peak. This is peak Bucks. Like, because I didn't know what Brook Lopez was going to be yet because he had he'd played his first game. Yeah. And I was like, this. I, I was above the mood. I love John Henson. And then they traded him, and that was it. I was too. That's my I quick John Henson. Yeah. I'm yeah, still. He, he was always fun. He always was. I'm. I'm re. I had a trade all put together on Trade NBA on my phone because I'm modifying a trade I had, and I totally like. I accidentally hit the back button and lost it, so I'm like scrambling right now. I know this is great radio, but yeah. but I, if you get a free agent center, could you get like a Marcus Gasol to ring chase? Again, I think you could if he doesn't go to Barca. Yeah, which that's I what that I was, was gonna say. He might go to Spain. Um, uh, I think the initial rumor was pretty not true. Like it was just some yeah, random. Yeah, it was. Blood. It was uh, do you bring Thon back? No, <laughs> by no means do I do that. That's I, that's Detroit's yeah, so, problem now. Yeah, I said that as a joke. Aaron Baines. Hmm. That's not bad. I, I like Aaron Baines. It's just Tice hit the market. Make... Or does... I used to make fun of his haircut a lot. I don't know if Tice is. I don't think so. There might be a team. I and mean, the Celtics want to get rid of him, it seems like. They want to upgrade. But uh, maybe they want him to be the backup again. He's a good good center. I would take Tice's. It's like it's like the nominal starting center who plays way more in the – basically Robin Lopez if he started. Like plays a real role in the regular season and then playoff time. And it's like, well, you hit your 12 minutes. See ya. Yeah. Okay, I think I've got this straight now. I have another. I have a kind of a wilder trade. Oh, okay. Let me hear it. So, Bucks get the same return, same exact return. Harrison Barnes, Bogdan, Bogey on seventeen million, whatever it 17, is. Seventeen. Okay. I think they have more flexibility on, on this one. Yeah, they do. So, they, it, I think that he could make a little bit more if that was necessary. The Kings get Ursan, DJ, and the Bucks twenty twenty first. They also get. Wayne Ellington, Alfred Payton, and oh, Frank no. Nilakina. <laughs> the Knicks get George Hill and Eric Bledsoe. So the Knicks, instead of getting one good point guard for some draft picks, like the bad Dallas pick or whatever, they get two good point guards. They probably don't keep both. I imagine George Hill probably finds a new home, but you never know. Um, they get Bledsoe, basically, for giving up on Nilakina, which is like, I know some people are really high on him. That sounds so Knicks. <laughs> I think his ceiling is probably what Eric Bledsoe is right now, right? Like, his best case. Which is pretty good. It's good, but, like, he might not get there, is what I'm saying. Like, like I'd rather have an Eric Bledsoe in the hand than a Frank Nilakina in the bush. Ancient <laughs> proverb. It's just like, what? Like, you really think he's going to be much better than all-team, all, all <laughs> second-all-team defense or whatever? Oh, my God. I'd rather have an Eric Bledsoe in the hand <laughs> than a Frank Nilakina in the bush. Like I legitimately think, like the Knicks, this is this is a good Knicks deal. I think they they want to be relevant. I think Bledsoe is a really good Tibbs point guard to like you know be a great oh first my line God, of attack. I forgot they hired Tibbs. Yeah, I, I kind of I I could feel that you did. Um, you can flip Hill or just keep Hill. I mean, we've seen it's a pretty good point guard combo. It's that's forty eight minutes of really good point guard play in the regular season. You know, is is there really that much trade value on Ellington, Payton, and Nilakina? 
Not really. No. So it's like people, I'm sure, laugh. People, oh, Nilakina is going to be, I don't know what people think he's going to. He's just got, could be SGA, even though they're probably the same age. Um, I don't think it's a bad deal for the Knicks. I, I think the Kings maybe might not like it that much. The Kings would have to be high on Nilakina. Um, I don't think they really get enough to, to give up what they're giving up. But, I mean, if they hate Barnes and they just go like, well, we'll get three expirings, a flyer on Nilakina, a flyer on DJ Wilson, and a pick. They take no money after this year. So I guess that way, like they cut $5.7 million this year, and then like all of Barnes's contract. So there's a lot of cap relief. Yeah. I don't know. It's something. I, I didn't want to leave with that because I just think the Knicks, like the Bledsoe to the Knicks thing makes so much sense that they're going to try and be competitive. I don't want to say that on every pod, but like some version of a trade where Bledsoe goes to the Knicks, like a pick or Nilakina and like one or both of Wayne Ellington and Alfred Payton. I just think it's like a perfect three team accommodation thing. Yeah. Honestly, I think, yeah, I think that would work. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just I, I think there's deals out there that make sense. That might not be enough for the Kings. Maybe the Kings need something else. But, again, it is the Kings we're talking about. Yeah. Dude, hey, who knows? They might be competent enough. I feel like back when they had Vladi, this is the, this is what's trading with the Kings. is like, Vladi, we'll give you, uh, you know, Ursan. You'll get Ellington, Peyton, and Nilakino. We'll also throw in DJ in the first for Bogey on a reasonable deal at Harrison Barnes. And Vladi, like, takes a huge pull off a cigarette, and he's like, What's about Bagley? And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> we'll throw him in. What? Why? I, I don't know. Like, I, it was the, what an inexplicable front office that was. Uh, but yeah, who knows? Do you have, uh, do you have any other trade constructions or? No, not for this, not for this sort of thing. Let's quickly talk about. Let's start with Barnes, and then we'll we'll talk a little bit about Bogey. Maybe we can do a deep dive. Like I said, maybe we'll get somebody in to talk about him, but. I just I think Harrison Barnes, I think this is a point a lot of these bad contracts get to. I think, like especially on Twitter, where I think every, like I I think in general, we're all probably a little bit too low on most role players, especially once to they get paid fair, once. I think most people have forgotten about Harrison Barnes. Even if you didn't, I just think like people tie the money to the production He's in an unreasonable 28? way. Huh? He's only twenty eight. He's not over the hill. I mean, like he's he's lost some athleticism. He he just plays differently now. He plays a lot more down low, which is but he's still he's still stretchy. He's actually been shooting a lot better recently. I think his last two seasons, thirty nine percent, thirty eight percent. The last two. Yeah, he was uh yeah forty percent from three in uh, uh eighteen nineteen and then thirty eight percent uh this past season. So yeah, not bad. Well, he was. Uh, oh yes, yes, yes. 39%. He was forty percent in Sacramento, thirty-nine yep, overall. But you're right. in his Dallas stop, he was thirty-eight percent. So after two, his first two years in Dallas were down. I think he carried a lot more of an offensive role. I mean, you look at his scoring, right? Like his last Golden State. It's it's crazy how young he is. He was twenty-three in his last Golden State year, eleven point seven points per game, which was on a career high. The next year in Dallas, 19 points a game. I mean, he's 24. He's the best player on the team, basically. Uh, old Dirk was around, but he's the best non-Dirk so player. So he was the team. best player on the team. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not here to throw shade at Dirk. But he took less per game. <laughs> yeah. But like, just think about like the difference in roles. Like Looking at his early Boston time is not really instructive because you know the Bucs aren't going to dump it down to Harrison Barnes to take – how many shots? 16 shots a game. Uh, he's not going to play that role, right? He like He's 
on this on this trade, like in this version of this team where him and Bogey come in, he's fourth option at best. He's a he's a massive upgrade at the Urson Marvin Williams role. Exactly. He is like someone pointed someone said this to me in, in my Twitter replies. I think I retweeted him immediately because I liked it so much. He is like super Marv. Like he's like literally oh, damn near ten years younger Marv. Yeah. And so now, like this past season, fourteen point five points. 4.9 rebounds, 2.2 assists, which isn't great, but is a career high. I mean, it's whatever. He's, he's not a point guard. Um, 0.6 steals, whatever. But shoots 50.1% from two, which is his best mark from two since he left Golden State, and 38% from deep on 3.7 bombs per game, 46 from the field. It's good numbers. Like, if he's your fourth guy, and I know it worked hilariously badly in the 16 finals for the Warriors. <laughs> But let's not hold that one performance. I was going to say, what was the last time he was a Barnes was the fourth guy? I know, I know. But I listen. The Bucks are at where they're at. Hey, they, hey! Last time he was the fourth guy, they were in the finals. Yeah, they won seventy-three games. So yeah, if the Bucks they wins, were the best regular season team of all time, and they made the finals. So like, that's better than the Bucks have done. Yeah, and it took a, just two of the best finals performances of all time from LeBron yeah, and it, Kyrie. Oh, yeah, just, like, me, like, legend memes sort of territory from LeBron and Kyrie. And it took the Draymond kick and suspension. Yes. So, he's going to get memed. I think the contract, I think there's this unreasonable thing of, like, every player should make, you know, whatever the formula for dollar per wins is. It's not how the league works, right? Like, everybody's underpaid on the rookie deal. Most guys are overpaid on the second deal. It's how it is. That's why he's the throw. I know this wasn't your intention, but it just sounded like you were just yelling at the nerds. I kind of was. I kind of was. Okay. I'm slightly divorcing from analytics Twitter. Oh, man. I still like numbers. I'm still going to look at the numbers. I do that. But they're just like... (laughs) You're more of a Velveeta type of take. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Velveeta Twitter. Shout out to Velveeta Twitter. Um, They've been on point lately. I'm trying to find out who runs that and give them a personal follow. But it is like... I I don't think the numbers are instructive as people say. And I, I think people who do rely on numbers a lot are way too dismissive of the quote-unquote eye test. Like I, I think, I think it's gotten a little bit ridiculous. But it's I, just, it's, it's a mix. It's got to be, be a mix. It's got to be. You, you, I, just, I don't think you can like pull up Harrison Barnes's numbers if you've never watched him and really get an idea of what's going on. Because like I said, like you'd look at the Dallas numbers and be like, this guy's a terrible shooter. Well. He was an extremely overtaxed first option who played all but three games, a lot of minutes per game, and got 19 points, which not everybody in the league can do. So Didn't he get hurt also? Or am I misremembering? I think he suffered through some stuff. He played like He's played a lot of games every year since the last Golden State year. Yeah, it doesn't seem like... Yeah, I think I might be misremembering because I, I don't I, see any massive gaps. There's not. I do think he... I think he might have played through something. I, I think Harrison Barnes is a good guy and a good teammate, too. Oh, of course. Yes. Um, That's... that. Yeah, of course. He seems like a wonderful human being. So, I guess my thing, really, with Barnes, right, is you look at these guys who are, like, a bad contract throw-in, if that's what he is, he's probably about the best you can do. Yeah, honestly, because he's actually productive. Yeah. He's a good player. Yeah. I guess I, I guess I will say it's kind of like mini Tobias Harris, <laughs> both oh, no. in terms of contract Why'd and what he can do. Why you say that, Ty? <laughs> Tobias might make too much just to be feasible for any teams just because the number is so crazy. Um, but I, I think Tobias is a little better um, and way, way, way more paid. But I, I think 
similar principle. I shouldn't have attached that to him because I know you hate Tobias Harris, but um, oh, good. I don't hate Tobias Harris. I hate the con- the contract for the player. Come home, Tobias. Someday. Um, <laughs> what do you do, Tobias? <laughs> I don't know. I never know what I'm doing. Um, but I would I would like. Let, I've been talking a lot. I'll let you talk. But uh, hit me with some of your Harrison Barnes thoughts. I just like, like uh, you, you. We we've covered it. it He's a good player. He's just a little overpaid, uh, but I think he would fit in really well in Milwaukee. Like he'll he'll be a really good defender. I say that like he's already been traded to the Bucks, which he has not. Uh, he would, I should say, he could fit in really well. I think we're Whatever. optimists. Semantics. Like I feel like I think we are too. Before the before like between the end of the series and like when we really shifted into off season mode, I feel like it was like. CP3 at worst plus something else, and now we're like every shiny toy. It's like Harrison Barnes and Bogdan Bogdanovich. When you put it like that, whoa! But a I, fire I, I, bud, you got to get CP3. And now I'm talking about how Harrison Barnes is gonna fit in with Mike Budenholzer. <laughs> Listen, the bud thing remains, but I do think these are two good players, and I, I do think. Like, you can't just not do anything if you don't have oh, of course. the star of that course. you need, or the star that you yeah. want. No. No, there's there's no chance. Like, if you get better every trade, that's and they, they obviously got worse the last time they made a trade, but if you get better every trade, even if it's not the huge needle mover you want, like, I, I, I can already see people saying, like, you know, um, does this move the needle, right? Like, that's a common question. I think it's a fair question to look at. But my counter to that question is like, if there's nothing out there that completely moves the needle, is it? Do you just hold all your cards? I don't think you do. I don't think you can afford to take an off season off, and you can't change this. You cannot. You absolutely cannot start with Bledsoe at the one, you know, game one, or heavens forbid. Oh, and then they almost made a trade. They were so exactly. Close. Or heavens forbid the game after the deadline. And yeah, it'd be like we there were so we we pulled out of so many deals, but we had to throw in DJ Wilson and we were not gonna do that. That's our version of semi Ojale oh. or Gershon Yabaselli. Take your pick. Oh my god. I if that happens, I might go like start my own protest outside the arena. <laughs> I I live like two blocks from the arena. You're just gonna walk down with a sign. You gotta think of a yep. catchy slogan. I won't even tell people I'm doing it. I'll just do it myself. Solo protests. I would love yeah. the coverage. I would love like some some internet journalist like, sir, what are you protesting? It's been such a fraught year. The Bucks are still starting Eric Bledsoe. Like, okay, okay. Alrighty, I got you. I see where you're coming from. It's fair. Yeah. Let's talk okay. about bogey. I think this is the yes. more interesting conversation. Yeah, so I feel like is there it's it's sort of like you you he has potential as a lead ball handler, but you don't want him to really be a lead ball handler. Right. Sort of thing. If he if he does, that's perfect. It solves all your problems. If he doesn't, he's still great. He's a massive upgrade. Apologies to Wes Matthews at the two on offense. Yeah. Important distinction, but yeah. Just insane upgrade. Like, wow. Um, but defensively, you're going to suffer a lot uh, because one, uh, Wes Matthews is amazing, just uh, in terms of defensive effort and actual, you know, defense. But Bogey's not really like an insane plus defender. No, I think he's just fine. But honestly, I feel like the Bucks can live with that. 
especially if they continue to surround him with other really good defenders. Yeah. Whether you bring back West, and I almost, I, I, I do wonder. That's the big question, right? Like, what do you do at point guard? I think you kind of have to just go by committee if this is the big move. Like, if you do this, you, you start can't. Dante at point guard? I guess you could, yeah. Or, like, bring back West and have Bogey be the nominal point guard and just get creative with the sets and switch it up. Like, get have this many plays for Chris, this many plays for Giannis, this many plays for Bogey, and then Dante does, you know, Dante Wolverine stuff. <laughs> I think that's the move. I, yeah. I think that would work, and you just you add such a dynamic force on offense if you get Bogdan. I think it's really what they've been missing in a lot of ways. Is like you look at the Miami series you as an need example. Someone else, exactly. Yeah, like they Miami had answers for the Christianis pick and roll. We didn't think any team would have answers. They didn't try it enough still, but they had some answers. Like they were very ready for that. They had some answers. Like it wasn't completely stopped. Anything. No, but like they they were very well equipped for it. And the Bucks again, as so often happens, they didn't have that like escape route. Like they didn't have a plan B. Now it's like that gets gummed up. The defense is distracted. Somebody swings the ball over to Bogdan Bogdanovich working against a compromised defense. That's way better than getting it over to Bledsoe to do whatever the hell Eric Bledsoe was gonna do in a big game. Like letting this guy even break if, down even defenses. Even if it's nothing, even if it's nothing, at least Bogdan can shoot. Yeah, yeah, I think I think he can shoot. I think he can shoot. It seems like it. So the three years, rookie year, I was worried it was an aberration after year two. So rookie year on 4.2 shots per game, 39%. Sophomore year, 5.3 attempts per game, 36%. But this year, more attempts than ever, uh, 7.2 attempted threes per game, back up to 37. So I, I, he, he, can, he can shoot. I think he can. I think he'd look better on a more real team. The Kings kind of returned to being a mess this year, quietly. And he'll be more open. <laughs> yeah, definitely. On a Bucks team, he'll get better looks because he's not going to be like the best shooter on the floor. No, he he's not going to be. And I agree with you. He's a shooter, and or at least I shouldn't say that. He won't be like the primary shooter on the floor. I, I, what I like about him is the volume. Yeah. He's he's a he's a gunner. Only Buddy took more on the Kings per game, and Buddy is one of the best five or so catch and shoot guys in the league. And Barnes was actually, I think, third. No, fourth at three point seven. Bielicia took more. Uh, Riza took more, but he did, he only played thirty two games. But that's like a solid amount per game. It's not a ton. I'd like to see more. Hopefully, on the Bucks, we would see more. But I do think the Bucks are adding to their starting rotation now. Two more dependable shooters, probably like. I think just Chris would be like a more dependable volume shooter at the team. I mean, West did take 4.4 this year, but he only made 36%, so less than Barnes on on more attempts. But it seems like he never made the shot when it was needed, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just look at so basically you are adding in. So if Bledsoe goes, and even if if in your trade Brook Lopez goes, in my trade, I mean George Hill led the league in the regular season, didn't really have it in the postseason. Um, but like, let's say West doesn't come back too, right? So you're looking at losing two or maybe all three of Eric Bledsoe, Brooke Lopez, and West Matthews. Bledsoe, 3.5 attempts per game, 34%. Brooke Lopez, 4.8 attempts per game, 31%, although he did come on in the bubble. Uh, West, 4.4 attempts per game, 36%. So you're getting bogey shooting more than any of them on a, a three-point happy let-it-fly team and making a better percent than any of them. Barnes is making an easily better percentage than any of them, 38% on 
between Bledsoe and the other two. So, like, an average, you know, reserve starter. I think they'd probably both shoot more in Milwaukee. Uh, definitely would probably be more efficient in Milwaukee. I think that opens up things for the guys still here, Chris and Giannis, in a pretty big way. It really does. It's just... Like, this this Bucks team is currently constructed around Chris and Giannis with Bud. It's... You need shooting to be maximized, and the Bucks, while they shoot a lot of threes... Doesn't mean they're a good shooting team. They kind of had fake shooters, which people called out, and I didn't believe. And I think now I kind of see the light. They had fake shooters. They need real shooters. So one yep. one quick thing. This does kind of change who you're looking at with the MLE if they make it this deal, mostly in getting Barnes, right? Mm. Like, I think every Bucks fan kind of has their eye on Gallo right now. I think that's a possibility. Um, like Gallo sure wants to go somewhere. He'll tell you about it. Um <laughs> I, I've seen Bertans. They're not going to get Bertans for the M. No, the, the, the Wizards are going to pay Bertans, but um, but like that that mold of like big shooter is attractive. That's essentially Barnes. Like that's what that is. I don't think Gallo really makes sense if you get Barnes. Barnes is six eight, definitely can guard fours. Like he is, I think. Like like we mentioned, a a, a younger, better Marvin Williams. Like he's a really good four to put next to Giannis at the and five. If you if you want to go full cliche, he has championship experience. He indeed does. At least close to. Oh yeah, he won a duh. He won at fifteen. Yeah. So then I think like MLE target maybe number one. I would really like DJ Augustine as the point guard on this team. I know you can't get excited about him. He's the fifth starter. So, like... I know. Like, I don't have any opposition. It's just... I don't know. The name doesn't excite me. Augustine, Bogey, Middleton, Barnes, Giannis. It's a good lineup. Augustine can shoot too, man. He can. Uh, I'll never forget. Quick, like, just random story. Uh, I was... It was playoffs. What was... 18-19 when he hit the game winner uh, over Toronto in game one. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was watching that on my phone in line at Walmart to check out. <laughs> Did uh, you freak out? <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Because <laughs> I knew I was missing it, and I was like, oh, I'm just going to pull it up on my phone. I don't care who looks at me weird. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then I just I just go nuts as much as I can in a Walmart. It's so, yeah, sure, DJ August. I just think, like, if he's your fifth starter, and you, it probably maybe not even the full MLE, maybe you only have the taxpayer at this point. Playoffs last two years. I think you, I think you do have the – you only have the taxpayer at this point. Maybe maybe that's enough for DJ to chase a ring. He's not been on good teams most of his career. Nah, he's been in Orlando. His, his ten playoff games with Orlando last two years. 47.4% from three on 3.8 attempts oh per game. God. More than 40% from – 47 – literally – 47% the last two years on four and then 3.4 attempts per game. So, like, kind of shaky in the regular season sometimes, but he's been hitting them in the playoffs, buddy. I think that's a pretty good fifth starter. Like, sure. That's a squad, man. Yeah, that is, that is a Those squad. Those five, You're talking you got Dante still. Oh. Okay. Okay. I think, like, this is not a bad way to go. I like this team. I feel like it's kind of a similar Bucks gamble of, like, you're not getting the splashiest player. Like, Philly's probably going to try and do that again. We've seen that not work out for Philly. But you just keep building oh, on yeah, what you've they, been doing. They, we, sh- we haven't mentioned they did hire Daryl Morey. <laughs> I, I can't believe we haven't potted since some of this stuff. The world's crazy, man. Everything is, like, slow-mo and also fast-mo. It's just, yeah, they got Daryl Morey. Uh, it's funny because they already had Elton Brand that they signed to an extension. They're uh, keeping him. Yeah, they are. They Yeah, they just signed him to an extension. How many, right? uh, did, how many extensions is this guy getting? 
I don't know. Didn't they sign him to one like it's last year? It's got seven-year contract. They got him on oh. a Magic Johnson deal. Ten years, ten million. <laughs> oh my goodness! But yeah, they Daryl. Daryl's into that scares that's me. That's a threat. A yeah, that's a that's that, a big that threat. That scares me a lot. <laughs> but who knows? Can can Daryl take the Sixers out of Philly? That didn't make sense. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm to say. No, yeah, I think so. Um, <laughs> the Harden stuff is super interesting. That no, it's super interesting. Like I, it's, I think there's something there. Okay, maybe something. I think there's maybe. something there. I, if you give Simmons, yeah, it probably has to be Simmons. Um, but like, if, for, oh no, Maury's thing. So I said this on. No, everyone ignored. I had a very good tweet. Everyone ignored. I'm still mad about it, as you can tell. Daryl Maury's bio for a long, long time. Because I followed him on Twitter for quite a while. Pretty good follow. Yeah, he responded to me once. Oh, nice. I, I think I think he responded to me once, too. Um, but I think actually he retweeted an article I wrote once about the Rockets. Oh, one of the very dang, few times. Okay. One of the very few times I was nice to the Rockets. Um, but his bio has for a long time said, Opportunity is not a lengthy visitor. And that's informed pretty much all of his decisions and choices in his time running the Rockets. I think it will with the Sixers. I don't think it's a guarantee he trades one of the two. I don't think it is. I do think it's as good of a guarantee if he feels like the best way to win a championship is to trade one of them. And listen, for all the jokes about both guys, for a various number of reasons, having James Harden and Joel Embiid on your team, even if you get healthy versions of them for two years, you got two shots at a championship. Like that, that pick and roll would be incredible. Like, three anybody shooters around that. That is a freaking threat, man. That, yes. That scares me. That should scare me. That's, like, Daryl Morey is a threat. Like, I saw some people, like, laugh. Like, same old Sixers, they're keeping brand. They were always going to keep brand. Daryl Morey, I don't think, is going there if he's not running the show. That is a threat. Oh, no, he he's he's the top. Yeah, for sure. Well, I, like ownership has always been involved, but I think I think they're backing off. I think this is like this is the Maury show now, and we've seen like you, there's the memes, the memos they sent to the league, whatever. They were the only team outside of maybe Cleveland for a little bit to really challenge the Warriors and Milwaukee. No, to challenge the Warriors. <laughs> I know, I I know what you're saying. Uh, that's true. I am Milwaukee, twenty four and one, baby, but. Um, I, the, he makes good teams. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. They consistently beat those Warriors. Three to two lead, as you hear my water bottle slash. Three to two lead, and I think what seventeen that was. Uh, yeah. Yes. They lost team in, in eighteen, I think. I, yes, I think. Yes. I think. That's when they lost in the uh, semifinals without KD. Yeah, yeah. That that was embarrassing. The Warriors laughed at him. Uh, that was embarrassing. <laughs> I hope we get those Warriors back. But in, in seventeen, they had him up three games to two. And listen, people now will say it was never that close. If CP3 doesn't get hurt, uh, they might just beat the Warriors. Like that team was good. Oh, I know that team was good. They would have. They would have. And they had a lead, I think, in the last two games. It took everything yeah, those they Warriors did. at halftime. At halftime, both games in Game Six and Game Seven, they had a lead. And I think that if I'm not getting, maybe I'm getting my years wrong. But if I'm not getting my years wrong, I mean that was like, that was by far the best Warriors team. I, I think actually, I think it was the 17-18 season. I'm looking right now. You might be right, um, but that because then 18-19 is when they lost in the semis. Yeah, you're right. They did not play and them. Then they in traded 17. Chris Paul. It was it was 18. So okay, but um, so that was not the the 17 Warriors team was way better. They already hated each other by the next year, but still, like. This is the Warriors series before and after. 4-0-4-0-4-0-4-1 in 16-17. So they're 16-1 in that postseason. Next year in 18. 
4-1-4-1-4-3 over Houston, and they sweep the Cavs. And then in 19, it's 4-2-4-2-4-0, and they lose yeah. after all so, the injuries. So, so Daryl is a threat. He's a threat. Yeah, all that to say, he is, he is indeed a threat. Um, we have one more topic to cover. We do. We have uh, – yeah, I'll let you – Sandwiches. You yes. It's pretty plain and simple. Bread and stuff. Sandwiches. So – I think we want to talk about our favorite at-home sandwiches and our favorite restaurant sandwiches. Uh, I'm going to let you go first on restaurant because I need to think about it a little bit. Okay. So restaurant sandwich for me, like, you know, we talked about a vegetarian mushroom melt with all the toppings from Potbelly. It's a good sandwich. I've had that sandwich. That's a very good sandwich. It's a very good sandwich, especially when you get the oil on it. Oh, yeah. You got to get the oil. Yeah. That is a very, very good sandwich. It's just like nothing in terms of, I don't know what their seasoning blend is. I don't know what it is in terms of their ingredients, but it just hits different for me. And I'm not even someone who really, this might be a hot take. I'm not someone who even really enjoys mushrooms that much. Oh, I'm a big mushroom guy. It's the big portobello on that one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good. And it it works for me. Oh, yeah. It's the only time where I'll eat mushrooms, really. They have that good grain bread. Yeah, they do. They're bread. It's just, it doesn't get all like soggy or anything. It holds up. It's really good. Like their bread, like if you get a spare piece of bread at the end of the sandwich, like if you get a soup or their mac and cheese, they got good mac and cheese there too. Oh, I've had, I haven't had that. Oh yeah. So it's like, yeah, let's say you end up with a little bit of bread on the end of the sandwich, right? Kind of nothing bread. Mm-hmm. Dip that sucker in the mac and cheese. Oh, that's living. Yeah, yeah. I like that. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. Uh, when I was vegetarian, I ate that a few times. I was like, this is a good sandwich, man. Yeah. No. I think I had it like last week. <laughs> I love the, the – you're, you're serious about this. So do you, do you have your pick? I do, yeah. So I have I have a, a pickup and a delivery. Okay. So I'm a POS. I order Jimmy John's way too often. The Jimmy John's vegetarian, and I always – I like to add, if I'm really feeling disgusting, I'll throw on the extra cheese, even though I know I shouldn't. But otherwise, I like to get the extra cucumbers on there, and I'll probably even put some tomatoes on there. It's just like, it's so basic, and like, it's completely unelegant. Like, it's literally a Jimmy John's bun, provolone cheese, lettuce, like sour cream. But somehow it works, even though it's like not... It, like you're saying, it's not a professional sort I of I go crazy sandwich. for it. Like, I, it's like all I order at Jimmy John's. Uh, like, I tried the like the minis when they introduced those. They're fine. I can just go back to that. Especially what I do. I'm a food mixer. I'm notorious for this. I'll get the buffalo chips or maybe the thinnies if I'm trying to pretend to be responsible. But I kind of lay those on the sandwich bite by bite. It mixes, especially the buffalo. Ooh. Buffalo flavor. Or not buffalo. Excuse me, barbecue. Uh, the flavor mixes in. Per- that's really... That's delectable. Okay. Okay. I haven't tried that. And then my pickup is, um, by your side has some good ones, but, uh, Jersey Mike's, I don't know how all over Jersey Mike's is. I know it's a thing. I've just never had it. So it, it came to Oshkosh pretty recently and they okay. have a chicken Philly cheese. Really, really good. Um, there's a Buffalo version as well. I actually don't like as much, but like the construct of a Philly cheese, like I, I'm a sucker for like peppers and onions and pretty much everything. So it's like chicken, peppers, onions, you know, the sauce, the cheese, like the typical cheese on a Philly cheese. They got good buns. I really like that one as well. So those are my, those are the two sides of my sandwich restaurant sandwiches. Okay. See, that's fair. I might have to go try it. Though. You might have to. Cause I haven't, 
I actually don't have to. I like I I haven't had it is what I was trying to say there. Yeah. So oh, actually no, I might I'm gonna write that down. I don't know how many vegetarian options they have. I'll look. It might they be should. tough. I, you I I would think they have some, but it might be tough. I'll try my best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll figure it out. Um, at home sandwiches. I want to go first because I'm dying to hear yours because I didn't like I tried to imitate the Jimmy John's one a couple times, but not to a ton of success. Um, okay. So I'm interested to hear yours. I want to end with yours. I really like the combo of salami and turkey with like some spinach and arugula and a piece of cheese on usually some sort of a multi-grain bread. I don't really white like wonder bread or white bread. Like I go for wheat or yeah, multi-grain. No. That, yes. It stuff seems so tasty when I was like 18 and younger, but now it's like I kind of like the substance. What, white bread? Yeah. I just see I I never grew up like like that. I get it. I I see I, I feel what you're laying down. That's not what I'm saying at all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I had an option. I just I just didn't like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I, I used to I I used to kind of like it, and now I'm really like I actually like just wheat bread. I'm like, you know what? I'll take it. Like it's a good. I, I don't need it my just, bread to have all the flavor. It just has to be the foundation. Like when I was younger, it felt old to sort of eat wheat yeah, bread. Yeah, totally. But it's just like I I don't know. I just didn't like white bread. Yeah, fair. So what? Let's let's hear it. What's your Sammy looking like? Okay, so this is this one takes a little bit of some effort. So you gotta you gotta cook something beforehand. Ooh. You you take some take some mixed greens, uh, like some Swiss chard, you know, some arugula, Ooh, okay. stuff like that. Uh, sort of saute that or get it, you know, wilt it. Is that the word? Bit. Like wilt? Yes, yeah. that's the word I was looking for. With some uh, sautéed onions and black olives, oh, sort of make man. like a mix. Ooh, I'm, I'm glad in you're in on black. I love black olives. Oh, I love black. black olives. I don't like green olives. Uh, like the Bad stuffed experience. ones are good, but I like all eat black olives Excuse cold, me. man. Like a stuffed green olive? Yeah, they got like they'll have like uh, like the garlic stuffed ones are fire. Okay, see, I had a sample once of a blue cheese stuffed green olive. Those are like, and yeah. I almost threw up. Yeah, and I've never had blue cheese or green olives again. Totally fair. Blue cheese, you're not missing much, but green olives in the right occasion, maybe. But go on, excuse me. <laughs> So, yeah, so you make that little little veggie mix, and then on, like, some focaccia bread, Ooh. you uh, throw uh, that mixture on with some uh, whatever cheese you prefer in a panini press, Ooh. and you're golden. What, what cheese are you going for? Uh, usually, I just go with some pepper jack. Pepper jack's the best cheese. It is. No There's cap no in my question about No it. cap. So just throw all that in a panini press, and it comes out all gooey and melty, Ooh. and it's just – it's so good. That sounds absolutely fire. That sounds yeah, really good. It's, I, I, I had to flex on you guys a little bit. That's good. That's basically what I get in Subway, except it's not as good as that. But like the Subway – Subway has a pretty good – like just get all the veggies on it, on the, the – the wheat grain bread or whatever, or the or the cheese. The cheese bread is good too, but I do the pepper jack as well. I always get it toasted. A good hot sandwich really hits the spot. No, yeah, no, you gotta. The the key is the cooking beforehand, though. Yeah, I feel that of the veggies. Yeah, that that's what puts it a step above. It's when you cook like the peppers and, and onions or whatever it is all together, like the flavor. Oh yeah, you gotta throw. You could no. What else you gotta put in there? Like on the side, maybe if you want, is Greek peppers. What are Greek peppers? What is what are what are they called? There's a name for them that I'm missing here. So not like bell peppers or anything like that. No, no. They're like, like the little ones you get in a salad, like an Olive Garden. Nope, they're not Greek peppers. Oh wait, no, they are. Yeah, so that yeah, 
Like, I think that's like, what they're like are. Like a little spicy? A, a little. Wow. Are they? No, they're like the they're like the pickled Yeah, Greek okay, olives. so the, the term is frigiatello. Yeah, sure. Uh, or Oh, pepperoncini, uh, okay. Yes, that's what it is. Oh, yeah, so they're not spicy. They have kind of a different taste. Okay, so you're, you're eating these things on the regular, huh? Yeah, no, you you put those things uh, like on the side for your sandwich, and you're golden. Interesting. Or in it, too. Ooh. You just slice it and put it in there. Okay. I could, that's interesting. I've never actually purchased these. Huh, I'm have to give that a yeah, try. You can get them in stores. Like, where, like almost all stores. Interesting. Interesting. Have you? This reminds me. Have you ever tried jardinera on pizza? I don't know what that is. It's like a, it's a mix of like peppers and oils, and sometimes they'll even have like carrots and cauliflower, and it's like heavily oily. And you kind of like just like after you cook the pizza, you kind of like spread it around on top, and it like it really gives Ooh. it a nice Italian taste. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, okay. I might have to try. That. My new wave <laughs> now is like sprucing up a frozen pizza. Oh, you got you, you got to you got to make some it's, modifications. It's, it's not even like you're taking a frozen pizza and like adding things to it. The frozen pizza is your canvas to do what you want. See, this is like this is how being a, a guy works cuz like I now like I used to sit and wonder like how does my dad get up every day and decide something about the house needs to be changed? I'm the exact same way now. Like this is just how we're wired. Like <laughs> I think I feel like normal people, aka women, look at a frozen pizza and they're like, "Cool, it's a frozen pizza." We're like, "It's our canvas. We're gonna mold it to our desires." I got my pizza spice. I got some peppers. Let's go. Do you move around the stuff on the pizza if it's not distributed well? Oh, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love that we're on the same wave on the pizzas. That's all. We kind of wasted a topic. And if it's but... not distributed to what you want, then you, have you to. do what you, you want. You even it out. I actually... If you can change it to what you want, why don't you? Exactly. Do you know what? No. We're going to hold this pizza deep dive next week. Oh, there we go. There we go. Put it in stone. But um, I think that's all I got on sandwiches. Yeah, I think we had a good we had a good discussion about this. We're at an hour fourteen, yeah, we, so I guess we got a couple good discussions. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, we had a lot of good discussions on this podcast. We got uh, the like uh, some Giannis news, some Bucks news. We, it, it's nice to have rumors again. It's nice, like it's just it's showing how close basketball is. Fleetwood Mac season is back. <laughs> there you go. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, so I guess we should wrap it up there and say thank you for listening to this episode of the Eurostep here on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. If you did enjoy this episode, please leave a rating and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. Make sure you're telling all of your family and friends about the show. You know what I was doing, Ty? I was uh, I was talking to some friends and I was playing like 2K21 uh, and I was doing my team. And I was thinking, I don't know why I haven't made my custom court like the Eurostep yet, oh, but I'm going to do that. that's fu- You got to post that. I can't wait to see I'm that. I'm going to do it, and I'm going to post it. It might be this weekend. We'll see. Let's go. Uh, yeah, it's. but in terms of spreading the message, do that if you want, if you want to be extra. But, yes. you know, like I said, tell your friends and family about the show. Um, make sure you're checking out all of the great content across the entire Blue Wire Podcast Network. We will be back with you next week to talk about uh, – you know, like we said, pizza, uh, deep dive, and of course, you know, basketball stuff too. Uh, until then, stay safe, everyone. Stay sane, please. And we will talk to you next time.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.